Why does Wardocs exist? What are we for? In this brief episode, we'll explain a little bit about how the Wardocs project came to be and explain our mission. Welcome to Wardocs, the military medicine podcast. This show brings you a firsthand behind the scenes look into the mission, unique opportunities, and deployed experiences of the entire military healthcare team. From state of the art hospitals in the United States to the most austere environments across the globe, Wardocs has you covered. I'm your host, Dr. Doug Soderdahl, retired Army urologist, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Dr. Wayne Causey, active duty vascular surgeon. On this episode of War Docs, we want to take the opportunity to say thanks to all the military medical healthcare heroes who have served and those currently serving. Our mission on War Docs is to honor the legacy of these incredible professionals and preserve the oral history of military medicine told from the perspective of those who lived it. Our goal is pretty simple. We want to highlight the recent history of developments, lessons learned, and as one of our guests, Paul Parker, stated, even some of the lessons forgotten. A lot has happened in military medicine over the past 40 years, and it is our pleasure and honor to speak with some of the heroes that helped shape this distinguished history. In his book, Start With Why, Simon Sinek says, We often know what we do and how we do it, but we know less about why we do it. And one of the things I think all the guests have had on our show is that they understood the why they did what they did while in uniform. They understood what they were for. I think looking back to 2000, it wasn't a hard thing after 9-11 or after the high op tempo in OIF and OEF. But I think now we've fallen into somewhat of a lull. And I hope that stories from Wardox will keep us from forgetting what we've learned. Wardox has been a little bit of an adventure for both of us and has continued to evolve as we continue. Many of our guests and listeners have asked us how we came up with the idea of starting this podcast project. So Wayne, how about explaining a little bit more about the genesis of Wardox? Well, the way you and I met, Doug, was that I had become the vascular surgery consultant in the Army to the Surgeon General, and I asked my boss and mentor at the time, Zach Arthurs, what I should do to do my job better. And he actually steered me towards you, as did the previous consultant for vascular surgery. And you and I had a phone conversation, but then met for lunch, and you gave me some very sage advice. From that point forward, I would go on these phone calls and I just did not understand what all the different people in military medicine had done. And so I reached back out to you and said, I really think we should start a podcast learning about the different specialties of military medicine. Well, that really wasn't a good idea, but as we discussed it further a couple months later as you neared your retirement, we really thought that maybe we did have a way in which we could preserve the oral history of military medicine for the generations to follow. So we did begin our adventure by interviewing several people that we thought were key leaders in their clinical fields. We asked them to explain a little bit about what was unique about their specialties in the military and provide some advice to more junior medical officers. But really, as we progressed, we started to open the aperture a little bit beyond just physicians that were expert in their clinical fields to look for all members of the military healthcare team with some unique experiences, with interesting stories to tell and insights to share. With 30 plus years in military medicine, I've spoke with so many great people and heard so many great stories. I'd hate to see these stories be lost to history. And I thought maybe a podcast would be a way to preserve them. And I wanted to help relate those stories to my military medical generation, to the people that were my peers, and also to the military medical generation to follow. 
So Doug, how would you describe the demographic of the Wardocs listeners? Who is our audience? It really started out somewhat targeted to medical professionals with some connection to the military, but I think it's morphed to the point where there is something for everyone. If you like war stories and medical drama, kind of like the old show MASH, you'll probably like Wardocs. We wanted to go one step further and to link the stories that you're hearing with lessons learned or insights that can be applied in our listeners' lives and make sure that some of the incredible accomplishments described are preserved in the historical record. We've received feedback from all walks of life about what the show means for different people. How about you, Wayne? Have you learned anything while we've been doing this? Well, for me, one of the frequent statements from our guests is that the interview brought up so many memories from their career. For me, I graduated from West Point in 2003, and all my classmates went to fight in these wars. During that time, I spent the next 12 years becoming a vascular surgeon, four years of medical school, six years of general surgery, and two years training to become a vascular surgeon. My combat experience was much different from my West Point classmates and those of the surgeons who trained me in my residency. I remember my general surgery staff attendings, and half of them would be deployed at any given time. They were such great mentors to me, and I loved my Madigan staff most of the time, and my classmates and resident classmates. What I have learned is that it is important for us to remember the sacrifices of those people and those military medical professionals just like them who served our nation. That was a tough time of many lessons learned during our heavy casualties, and we need to preserve those stories. So what about you, Doug? What have you learned during this process? I think I've learned more or gained more of an appreciation about how some folks have seen some things and done things that are difficult to see and do and have been in situations that many folks can't even relate to. It was moving to hear real emotion in many of the stories told by our guests and to learn some experience have taken an emotional and mental health toll and that seeking professional help is not a sign of weakness, but rather an act of strength. I've really learned some valuable lessons in maintaining resiliency and gratefulness when times are hard. One of the things that really has struck me is the incredible professionalism in tough situations. We're asked to take care of enemy wounded in addition to our own troops and coalition partners. We've been asked to work in prisons and countries that we're fighting wars in, make sacrifice. Some have done some really cool things and a lot have really made a difference in medicine. And so all of those things I think are important to keep track of and preserve for the next generation. All that said, we've also had some humorous things happen during our recordings. Do you have any favorites, Wayne? There were several funny moments, but one of the most vivid memories I have was when we were interviewing General Crossland. I remember you were excited and a little bit nervous about that interview because you had just retired and she was your boss. And about 90% through her interview, a huge thunderstorm came rolling through San Antonio. I remember we were sitting there and then bam, a loud thunderstrike and an immediate flash of light. Your house, our studio, had been struck by lightning. The power went off and we were both in awe. Here we were interviewing our first general officer and then nothing. We tried frantically to get back on the internet through our phones, but it wasn't working. Then the power came back on for about two minutes and then died again. I think I found it a little bit more humorous than you at the time, but luckily we were able to finish the wonderful interview with her. I saved that audio for you, Doug. Take a listen. Did your house just get struck by lightning? <laughs> yes. Put a texture. Wow. What are the chances? What I can, I can, uh, we can hotspot it. Yeah, I gotta get my phone. <laughs> well, thanks, Wayne, for letting me relive that history. So, one of the things that is often asked to me is, what does our audience get out of listening to War Docs? So, I'll pass that one to you, Wayne. What do you think our audience gets from listening? 
I remember when we first started and we interviewed Dr. Heather Yoon. I forced my family to listen to her episode before it was a podcast, and I remember listening to it in the car with my wife, and we both became misty-eyed when she was talking about her kids and taking care of the little girl across the world. Stacy Shackelford and Evan Renz with the Joint Trauma System, and I just did not really understand and appreciate how military medicine has taken an evidence-based approach to combat medicine and caring for casualties, even though it is a chaotic environment. Then, of course, there are the amazing stories such as Jim Zarnick, Phil Volpe, Command Sergeant Major Del Valle, and Russ Coatwall. Combat jumps are so unusual, and it is amazing to hear their perspective. That is something most physicians would not even consider as part of their military career. Some are even entrepreneurs, such as Ramon Sestero and the development of his new retractor system. I related with Ben Starnes because he was one of my mentors, and I had heard those stories as a resident sitting at dinner next to him at the Military Vascular Symposium when I was an intern. I'm so glad that they have been shared for others to hear. There are just so many. Critical Care in the Air by General Carlton. Though I am biased, I have truly enjoyed them all. Such a vast spectrum of jobs in military medicine. How about you, Doug? Many of those we've interviewed were your friends and colleagues that you worked with for decades. Yeah, for me, it was great to interview several folks that I would consider mentors. General Crossland, General Clark, Colonel Renz, all previous guests on the show. And just listening to them made me remember their leadership style. And what they made me understand was that it's not about you. They were generally interested in helping me grow rather than using those that worked for them as a cog and machine, solely their to be used as a stepping stone to the next position. And so just listening to them really made me be grateful for having the opportunity to work with them, and it was nice to hear their stories. I also really enjoyed collaborating with AMSIS to create the Military Medical Mentorship Moments miniseries on WarDocs to hear some thoughtful insights about mentorship from some of the best mentors military medicine has to offer. I hope our audience takes advantage of these episodes for some professional development. So, Doug, you grew up in a military medical family and have been wearing a military uniform for the last 38 years, 30 of which were as an active duty medical corps officer. You are now retired and have jumped in feet first to this podcast project. What's next for War Docs? Boy, we've really come a long way from that first episode, and I actually listened to it again the other week. And although the first guest was very, very interesting, okay, the inside joke, it was me, but the production value just makes me cringe when I listen to it now. Surgeons are clearly not natural experts at audio production, but luckily we are pretty quick learners. We started off as an LLC and each made personal contributions to the startup costs of creating, producing, editing, and publishing the episodes. But now we're working on forming a nonprofit tax-exempt entity called WarDocs, the Military Medicine Podcast. To date, we've really done all the jobs involved in the podcast from start to finish, which has taken much more time than I anticipated. And my hope is that we can offload some of these technical production tasks and focus more on creating and recording excellent content for the future. We certainly have put this together on a shoestring budget with little to no advertising except some free credits from Facebook and a few test runs on advertising. We'd love for all of our listeners to start to help us get out the word to their friends and contacts so that the average person will have a better appreciation of what a unique job we do and how we seek to uphold our civilization, freedoms, our constitution, and take care of those from the tip of the spear to those back home and their families. So there really are some specific things that our listeners can do. One is to check out our website at wardocspodcast.com and join Team Wardocs. Help support the mission of preserving the oral history of military medicine. You can also like us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and connect with us on LinkedIn. 
Many major podcast platforms like Apple, Google, and Spotify allow listeners to subscribe, follow, rate, and review each podcast. And we'd really like you to take a minute to do all of these things for Wardocs. It really will increase our visibility on these platforms. Finally, we hope our audiences, they feel free to provide feedback on our show or recommend future guests. You can do all of that on our website. Doug, we like to ask all of our guests two questions. First is a bit of an icebreaker on how they came to join the military. And second at the end is a legacy question where we like to ask them what they would want their family to remember from their military medicine career. What would you tell our listeners is our answer to that question? I would say I'd want my legacy to be someone who loved God, loved family, and was thankful for the blessings of all the relationships I've developed in military medicine over a long career. I've really tried to find a way to give back and let folks know about these heroes. It's important to leave a positive impact both on the people you work with and for the organization. I hope I had a chance to do that throughout my life. How about you, Wayne? I think I'd be pretty happy if my legacy was on the lines of what you just said. I think that one of the things that people really need to remember is that it's not only the person that's serving, but it's also their family and their dedication to the military as well. Well, I'll raise a glass to continued success of the Wardox Project. It's been great working with you and Kevin, and I really look forward to seeing what we can do in the future. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Wardox, the military medicine podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. We invite you to follow and subscribe to our show on whatever platform you consume your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Please rate and review this podcast and share our show with your contacts on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find out more information about our show and our guests and how to become a member of Team Wardox on our website, wardoxpodcast.com. That's wardoxpodcast, one word, dot com. Thanks so much for your support. If you like war stories and medical drama, Wardox has you covered. Spread the word.